The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome back to non Google Search Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're turning the spotlight on to how you can optimize your SEO efforts on some of the most important search engines that don't start with the letter G. And this week we're kicking off non-Google Search Month by publishing an episode every day discussing the history, status, and optimization strategies of Google's biggest competitors. Joining us for non-Google Search Week is Jordan Cooney, who is a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO here at Search Metrics. And so far this week, we've discussed the history of search outside of Google, how to prioritize and optimize results for non-Google search engines. And today we're going to talk about how to make an impact with geographic-specific search engines. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. Jordan, welcome back to non-Google Search Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. This is a fun topic and one that I, I was, I'm really pleasantly surprised at how engaging and diverse this conversation can be. You know, we didn't just spend the last three episodes talking about Bing, and that makes me happy. We were able to find ways to change the conversation around. And we're going to talk about other search engines. And, you know, one thing that we've decided for this podcast is bifurcating the, the local US-based search engines, the Yahoo's, Bing's, DuckDuckGo's of the world to some of the regional players. There's Yandex and Baidu, Russia and China. There's some other smaller regional players. Uh, there's a handful of other more localized search engines that are actually much more important than Bing 
or Yahoo in their specific region. So let's dive in and talk about some of the localized regional search engines. Tell me a little bit about who we need to think about. Yeah. So as we think about the global footprint of search, there's certain ways to look at this from a high level, right? There's the perspective of regulatory or government-driven opportunity, which is created in some markets. There's language, which is the most common restriction that's created in some markets. And ultimately, there's this realization that because of these unique situations, there's obviously different search engines, but also different expectations with those search engines and how you both manage your ability to generate awareness with them, and then ultimately what you should expect when you have to manage traffic from those sources. So let's talk a little bit more granularly. You mentioned that there are regulations that can cause search engines in a specific country to be important. Give me an example or a couple examples of what you mean. You know, where is there regulation causing an impact in search? Sure. So obviously, China is a closed off market to Google. And so Baidu is the largest search engine in the world. I mean, quite frankly, Baidu is probably the single market largest uh, search engine but is the single market largest uh, search engine in the world. And that's largely derived because of the regulation that's been created in the Chinese market. So just to be clear, China's population estimated in 2019 is 1.42 billion people. And you're saying that on a per country basis, the most per capita searches that are happening is in China. Therefore, Baidu is the most important search engine for a single country. Correct. That is correct. Yep. Okay. They have the largest market share for one country per capita. That's right. It's a, um, um, let's see here, it's a self-predicated monopoly, right? And I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people, especially in Western markets, uh, Europe, US, and the like, you know, we often complain about Google being the monopoly, but it's a very different scenario, right, in China. And, and there are other competing search engines in the market, but by and large, Baidu controls the text-based uh, native search experience that, that we're all accustomed to. They essentially have almost a full monopoly, almost 100% of share in a country that is 18.4% of the world population. And it's just a math problem from there. Okay. Are there any other areas that are impactful in terms of having a regulated environment for search? I'm just looking at the other countries that are top in population, India, Indonesia, Brazil, Pakistan, Nigeria, Bangladesh, Russia. Is there regulation happening in any of the other major countries or is all the regulation that is causing a search provider to be more important than Google happening in smaller countries? Yeah, so the most closely guarded is without question China, right? Now, there are other regulatory opportunities or restrictions that are created in other markets, notably Russia with Yandex, as well as uh, South Korea has a few uh, search engines as well. But the restriction-based component is nowhere near the same. And there are competitors in those markets that thrive at a much more aggressive pace in those respective markets. So from a regulatory standpoint, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, it's the same, but I'd say that most notably that when we look at international or global, excuse me, search engines, the one that often comes to mind, especially for those of, that play in European markets is Yandex. 
and your ability to become present in many of those countries where Yandex is, is popular. So what is the geography that Yandex covers? Um, so Yandex predominantly operates in most of the ex-Soviet bloc countries. You got countries like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, but also some of the ones that folks don't really realize or recognize that they serve and are often quite visible and include Turkey, Belarus. And so there's other markets. They can often be small markets, but if you are operating and doing business in Eastern Europe, this becomes a very prevalent source of traffic. And in some of these markets, they have high double-digit percentage of market share. And so it's an absolute must-have partner in terms of your SEO and search strategy. I want to take this opportunity to double-click down and talk about the strategy for optimizing your Belarusian search traffic. <laughs> yeah. Are we getting so a little too I, nuanced? Okay, okay not, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a ton of experience in this space. <laughs> I have some, but not not a ton. But no, just kidding aside, you know, the funny thing about all this, and this is actually quite relevant because later this week, I'm actually going down to uh, Latin America to have a conversation about different ranking factors in, in the Latin markets. And they do vary. I mean, the expectations can be very different in different markets. There are often also nuanced rules in terms of how you use certain data and structured data, whether it be within markup or in other ways within the body of your content and your pages. So localization does become an important component to your SEO strategy and your ability to execute in some of these markets. And for the big enterprises that are out there and they're operating in some of these markets, what you come to realize is that you actually have to create a slightly unique experience and then content that fits in that local market. And that usually requires a partnership, a very close partnership with localization teams and content teams that are within market or region. I appreciate that you turned around my Belarusian joke. And I just want to let everybody know that it is the 95th country in in terms of population side and only slightly bigger than Tajikistan and uh, slightly smaller than Azerbaijan. Let's talk <laughs> also about the Yandex popular countries. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
So let's talk a little bit about the other type of search engine that is regionalized, that is not necessarily caused by regulation, but by language. What are some of the examples of languages that have caused Google to not be the dominant player in search? Yeah. So, I mean, we were just talking about Yandex and Yandex often really is associated very strongly with Slavic-based languages. And so those languages, obviously, Yandex has formulated their own dictionaries and natural language processing to allow them to better facilitate and serve those markets. And in many cases, they've actually created innovations both on the paid and the organic side to help them adopt and utilize uh, features and capabilities in the Slavic language. On the flip side, there's another region, Korea, Japan, notably with Altaic-type languages, where they have had a strong development and engineering culture around their search experiences, having both native search engines, as well as in Japan, like Yahoo is still incredibly prevalent, and they've really adapted to the search behavior and patterns of both the Japanese language and culture. And I think that's one of the interesting things there too, is that especially when you move into a lot of these Asian markets, what you realize is that the experience is radically different from the experience in the set of expectations that you have for Western countries. And it's beyond just what are the text-based expectations and results, but also the overall experience that you have around and with search as a whole. And I think that makes it quite interesting as you think about the distinctions that we have just within markets sometimes. So help me think as there's these various countries that Google is not the biggest player. When you're prioritizing your search effort and you are trying to grow internationally, is it worth the effort to try to internationalize, focusing on Baidu, focusing on Yandex, even some of the smaller search engines that are geographically specific? Yeah, so this largely depends on the nature of your business. So if your company wants to be successful in these markets, you have to play in these search engines. And so the first thing is just being mindful of these different markets. And for those folks who are working with global businesses, international businesses, you know, it can often be very beneficiary for you to have conversations with the local GMs or the local managing directors of your company to ensure that the experience and the technology stack that you're providing them is effective for those search engines. And that's an often missed or overlooked opportunity that many of the global SEOs who are listening here may want to consider as they execute their 2019 or even 2020 SEO strategies. I know for the big global agencies, this is often a topic that they're pushing on to help the big enterprise, the global enterprises, ensure that they're hitting all the markets that they operate and serve content. So when you are implementing a strategy to try to get into these very geographic specific search engines, uh, what is the rule of thumb or what is the guide? You know, if you are not a native, uh, what is it, Altaic speaker or Slavic speaker, you know, when you're internationalizing your language and you're submitting your sitemaps to these engines, how do you know what you're doing? Is there a rule of thumb to be able to get your content visible in these search engines? I mean, let's all be honest here, right? If these are not your native languages, it behooves you to find the right partners internally within your company or to create the right agency partners to ensure that your execution is proper in these markets. And and it pays. I mean, just from my experience working on a global scale, there was no way that I would be able to monitor and help 
facilitate these regions without the right partnership of our APAC partners or our European partners to enable both the the feeds or the, in some cases, some of these countries have feeds, not even just a sitemap, but they have direct feeds, especially for big sites, as well as the sitemaps, or in some cases, just the localization strategy, right? Like how do we ensure that the localization implementation that's being adopted on the site is driving SEO success? Okay, well, I think my takeaway here is that, you know, when you're thinking about whether you need to expand and and focus on really the two primarily geographically localized search engines, Baidu and Yandex. Uh, the question is, how important is that market to you? Baidu covers 18% of the world's population. It is obviously restricted through regulations by the Chinese government. So there's probably some hurdles to be able to get your content verified and published. Yandex, a little less about regulation, but still running into some potential issues translating your content into a Slavic language, so you're going to need localization support. So at the end of the day, this is really a strategic decision based on how important those markets are to your specific business. Jordan, any last words? Yeah, I think one of the big things is just some encouragement that you know this is a space that can often seem intimidating, especially as you're expanding into markets that aren't English-based. And one of the things that we didn't touch on heavily here is just how you deal with Google in countries that are not English, especially for our English listeners. Much of the advice I gave earlier around how you leverage your global teams, how you find agencies and partners that can help you with global SEO, that's the right place to start. And it's about how you can create affinity and connection with either local resources or the talent that's operating and helping to execute in that local market. Because you'd be surprised, but even Google is very different in different markets and in different countries. And so you can't just apply the same strategy that worked in the US in every market. And so having that connection with your local representation will enable your success. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you'd find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you like this podcast, you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. And we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss the verticalization of search into video, e-commerce and local search engines. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.